Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Slipbet and joining me from the golf course is the one and only Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the Voice of Value. How's things, Paul? Yes, good morning. Um, great, thanks. Not quite on the course yet, but heading that way later, uh, later this afternoon, thankfully. Yeah, it's alright for those people that are what, semi-retired, semi-working, part-time, <laughs> Friday afternoons on the golf course. <laughs> My boss is probably listening to this. I think. Oh, sorry. <laughs> See you. <laughs> well, let's, let's just say tee-off time's 5pm tonight. Then. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, the usual. We're going to have a wee look at the seven races live on ITV. They come from Ascot, Haydock and Newmarket on Saturday. Uh, before we do that, we'll have a wee look back to last week and we're knocking the door on these winners. I think Paul's not too far away. Yeah, Lamplighter was probably the best performance, uh, 20 odd to 1, I think SP might have been 25 to 1 or thereabouts, um, and he was third, but yeah, every chance I went in, so nearly there, uh, no such luck, um, that's sometimes just the, the life when you when you pick the, the ones at bigger prices, um, and then I had a, a, a delve into the world of back in short price favourites, um, so picked three and only one of them won, so that was a disaster as well, but uh, we move on. Onwards and upwards. Uh, so, as I say, this week we're going to have a look at the seven races live on ITV. And the first one is the 150 at Ascot. Um, 10 running in this one. And you're looking at a horse that's open to improvement. Yeah, I think so. Um, quite, a, quite a competitive race, this one, actually. Um, there's a few that are in with a shout. Um, the one that, that sort of jumped out at me um, in terms of a sort of handicap and perspective is a horse called The Other Side, a three-year-old filly who looks quite progressive to me. Um, she won last time out, um, and I think it will, she's going up in the weights for that. She's, um, she's it's, This will only be her sixth run, so I think she's still got plenty of progression. Um, and if you look at that race last time, she got a bit of a bump early on. Um, so you can probably upgrade that performance slightly as well. Um, she, she sort of dealt with a bump and uh, knuckled down and still won. Um, the jockeys have changed for for this type for this uh, um, this outing. Pat Dobbs has taken over. He's a, he's a, a class act, so that's no concern. Um, so I think she, she should go pretty close. Um, I would probably make her favourite actually. Um, so I think you're getting um, seventy two, um, pretty widely available. One firm's ninety two, but I think that might be a Price anomaly, so I'll be tipping it at 72. Yeah, it might be. I think that's Skybet that have currently got 92 priced up, but um, yeah, might be price boost or something like that. I don't know. So if you can get that, by all means, take it. But yeah, yeah. 72 the price I'm going with. Okay, so it's a win bet in the first, and that's on the other side. The other side. Okay, next race up on ITV is the 205 at Haydock, but that's a race that you're not particularly keen to get involved in. I'm guessing that's because of the, the short price favourite. That's right, yeah, I think um, if Voracious is um, is ready to go, it's her first run of the season, so it's slightly slightly delayed appearance, she's not run since October last year, but I think if she's ready to rock, um, she'll win that, um, that's a bit of an unknown, so I wouldn't be backing her, um, but likewise, there's nothing else in the race that really jumped out at me, you know, as a potential bet. Tomorrow's Dream was probably the one uh, that I thought might have the potential to improve, um, only a three-year-old, but um, and, and there's been a bit of money for her as well. But uh, she's got a lot to find 
um, in terms of weights um, and, and ratings with Ferocious. You know, she's a, a, a stone, more than a stone behind, actually, um, nearly two stone behind. So, yeah, I, I think give it a miss. I think even even though she's there's, there's some 20 to 1 available, it's not enough, um, not enough really. I think if Ferocious turns up, she should win. Okay, next up is the Dubai Duty Free Shergar Cup Celebration Handicap Stakes, which caused a wee bit of confusion for us as to where the Shergar yeah. Cup is in the whole uh, fixture list this season, but you were saying to me that it's been cancelled this year. Yeah, I think they're trying to potentially just trying to keep the brand alive and keep reminding people that it's, it's a thing, but they, they cancelled it. The Shergar Cup would have been on this card um, normally, um, but they've they've cancelled it. Um, I think probably because um, a lot of it is about the crowds and support, and it's a team thing, and also the the um, logistics of getting the jockeys and they bring yeah. jockeys from around the world. So that probably be a COVID risk. So I, I suspect they've canned it on that basis. But they're they're either still sponsoring the race and calling it the Shergar Cup just to confuse us. <laughs> so you've got a nice each way shot in this one that you're looking forward to. Yeah. Um, a horse called um, It Jilab. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's we've murdered that, it, but it's all right. Um, an Ian Williams trained horse. Um, a, a big fan of Ian Williams. Think he's a, a cracking trainer, both uh, over jumps and on the flat. Um, this is the horse. Only the horse's fourth ever start. So there's, you know, sort of potentially um, bags of improvement to come. Um, and, and Williams is good at bringing them along. Um, so, I, yeah, I just thought this was a, a decent um, each-way alternative um, in a, a pretty wide-open race. Um, Shelley, I had a look at, um, looks like it'll be second favourite, Omar and Tudhope, but there's no value there at 4-1. So I thought that um, Edge-to-Lab edge was the, uh, the each-way Shout, um, and I'm hoping that we'll see a bit of money for it um, in the morning of the race. Um, so, and I think there's about there's twelve to one about just now, and that's probably what I'm hoping that will disappear quite quickly. Yeah, I've still seen plenty of fourteen to one, pretty decent each way yeah, price. There. I think that's the one. Take that, and um, and hopefully get a, a decent decent return and beat the uh, beat the current odds before the off. Okay, so next race on ITV is the 240, and again, that's at Haydock, and another race with a fairly shortish favourite um, against the field, and just seven runners, so not much to go on there. Yeah, there's not much, um, so there's, there's not really an each-way angle into it. Um, Global Giant's the favourite. I thought even money about that was was a pretty short um, price, and I, I would be looking to find something to take it on with. Um, Zaki would probably be the one, but this, yeah, it's 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 tricky, and as I say, no, no each way angle, so I'm giving it a miss. There's not enough, not enough uh, value about Inzaki to to get involved. Okay, next race is at three o'clock at Ascot, and we're looking at a horse here that actually won at the Sherwood Cup meeting um, twelve months ago. Yeah, this is probably better the day, I would say. Um, a, a nice competitive handicap. Um, and the, the one that I like is Ediston Rock, as you say, won last year. Hasn't been in particularly sparkling form uh, this year. Followed up that win in, in this race last year, or rather at this meeting last year, um, with um, with a win next time out at York. And then it's been fairly quiet since then, but that means that um, the horse has dropped back down to a pretty workable mark. Um, 
So we're running off uh, official rating of 96 in this one. And the bonus is that you get um, young Kieran Fallon um, taking the ride and he's still getting a £3 claim quite remarkably, despite being a, a Group 1 winning jockey mm. weeks ago. So um, I think the, re- the return to this course and distance, um, the addition of the young Fallon um, conditions to suit, I think... Double price, double figure price was far too big. Um, I'd, I'd have them a bit short on that, so I'm hoping it'll be a, a nice little plot, and uh, the money will come for them later on. Yeah, so, I was going to ask that. It looks a, a fairly big price considering, um, you know, the form that you can build a case for it. Yeah, I think I mean, the, the handicapper's given him a chance by by dropping him. He's been dropped a total of three pounds for his, his uh, two runs this season. Um, so he's back down to 96. He won off 95 at York um, last year. So he's there or thereabouts. Plus he gets Young Fallon taking the taking the three pounds off as well. So yeah. we get it that way. It's it's very fair. There's also the argument that the horse is, is completely out of form and has has given, <laughs> given up the ghost at the age of eight. Um, you know that that's okay, fair enough. There's an argument there, but um, it's not that not that particularly. Um, old and you know won nicely uh, twice last year at the age of seven, so yeah. that's not a massive concern. But yeah, I'm hoping it will be a nice wee plot and uh, they will get stuck into it closer to the off. Okay, so bet of the day. Yeah, that's that's one I think that's what I've picked out as a potential value bet. Um, it, it, the booking of Fallon is is for me is quite significant because if they were just um, giving the horse a run out mm. and particularly focused on this as a target, um, I don't think they would bother booking um, Fallon because he's you know he's he's in demand and I, I don't know how the fees his fees stack up versus others, but um, he won't be cheap I wouldn't imagine because he's still getting that three pound claim, so he's he's very much um, in demand sought after. So I don't think they would bother if they thought the was a no-hoper uh, so, so to me that's a signal and then when you look into the form and you look at the handicap and think right okay it's a chance here um, so that, that's the thinking behind it Okay on ITV we jump over to Newmarket for the 3.20 and we're looking at a horse here that's made fairly promising start to his career and also a trainer who's looking to make a hat-trick in this race Yeah really interesting Um Mark Johnson does well in this, as, as you've quite, quite rightly pointed out. Um, the favourite is, it's, it, it, uh, in a sense, it's all framed around the favourite. It's a horse called Fly Miss Helen, um, who has had one race and one victory. Um, a, a nice sort of tidy win and a maiden um, at Newbury. I, I don't think that that justifies making her um, a fairly short price favourite for a Group 3 next time out. Um, Dubai Fountain's form is quite strong, or, or very strong, I think, um, in comparison. Um, two wins from two in, in her first two runs, and then ran at Sandown, who was sent off favourite for a listed race, only beaten a length, um, and you know performed pretty well that day. So that's, that's rock-solid form in the book, versus... Um, an untested maiden, basically. Um, but Dubai Fountain's 4-1 to one and Fly Miss Island's 11-8 or, or round about those sort of prices. So for me, that's a no-brainer um, in terms of getting involved with Dubai Fountain. Um, you will get each way, um, three places each way if you want to do that to sort of protect your stake. I think Dubai Fountain will be close and probably wouldn't see her finishing out of the top three. So, you know, if anyone wants to protect their stake, that's maybe the way to do it. But I think I'll just go for a straight up win bet. It's a four to one Dubai Fountain. 
Okay, and last but not least, we return back to Ascot for the 3.35, and we're looking at a horse here that won first time out this season, but not really re- replicated that for him as yet. Yeah, that, that's right, and, and that's actually, that's sort of part of my thinking behind this. Um, it's a horse called Meadow Winner. Um, as, as you rightly say, won at Newcastle um, seasonal reappearance, um, and what was a pretty decent performance. Um and crucially, the one that I, the piece of form that I actually want to tie in is is going back to July of last year um, at Brighton, where um, the horse won its maiden. Um, that was good to firm ground, and it's absolutely hosed up that day by sort of six uh, six lengths. And he's not ridden on, he's not been raced on um, sort of good to firm ground since then. It's been soft, good to soft. So we're now returning to Ascot um, with. Good to firm ground guaranteed. It's I think about thirty five degrees down there. Um so you know that's not that good ground uh, good to firm ground's not going anywhere. Um so I think we'll actually see um a good return to form from Meadow Winner. Um still pretty lightly raced, only had six career starts, I think. Um seven career starts maybe. So we're in a position where I think we can discount some of the sort of average performances this year. Not not terrible, um, just just average on probably ground that doesn't suit. Um, and I'm thinking that a double-figure price now back on the good to firm is a decent shout. And you're getting four places with quite a few firms as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's the way I'm going to play it. Yeah, I think I can see Betfred, Elks, Betway, um, Paddy Power will go in four places on that race as well. Some of them... St- Still going twelve to one as well, so yeah, that's certainly, certainly that's, shop around for. It's, um, a, it's a tricky race. I wouldn't be as confident uh, in this race. I think there's quite a few mm-hmm. contenders. Look closely. Um, Omni Vegas won three in a row, so um, he could be good for for four in a row. Spanish Archer, the top weight looks decent, um, and top weight won't be such a, a huge issue and a good to firm ground because it's less of a weight carrying issue. Um, but. They're all really short prices by comparison. I thought made a winner with Oshin Murphy on board, who's an absolute class act. Um, thought a decent each way shout against them. Okay, we'll look forward to that. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your tips for Saturday? Can indeed. Uh, One fifty Ascot, the other side. That's a win bet, seven to two. Uh, two hundred five at Haydock, no bet. The two twenty five Ascot edge to lab. Um, that's an each way bet, and you'll. Get uh, I think fourteen to one on that one with Paddy Power and then two forty Haydock no bet three o'clock at Ascot Eddiston Rock twelve to one um, each way Hills are paying that three twenty at Newmarket Dubai Fountain four to one bet three six five and that's a win bet and then finally the three thirty five at Ascot Medal winner twelve to one um, four places available with Hills. Paddy Power um, and one or two others. Okay, great stuff. Thanks for that. Um, now we have set up this week's Who Knows Wins competition, so make sure you join us on that. It features all seven races that we've just discussed. It's a fiver buy-in, and you can, if you can predict the most winners, then you'll take the lion's share of the pot. We should give a shout out to Wallace, who won last week's uh, champion tipster competition at Glorious Goodwood. He picked up a PlayStation Four with FIFA 20, which was put up by who knows when, so well done him, that was yeah, uh, awesome. some going, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good going. Uh, 
Just a wee reminder also that we've got three football podcasts for you this week. Catch Greg and I on the regular football podcast, which has become the Belarusian football podcast at the moment. Uh, Greg is aiming to make it a remarkable 13 nap wins out of 14 in Belarus. Uh, there's also our Norwegian podcast with David Weatherston, where we look at the best bets in Elitisieren and Obosligen. And finally, we've recorded another Scottish football podcast, this time with the man who has got the finger his finger on the pulse in Scottish football, uh, and that's Pai and Bobro. David McDonald from Pie and Bobble, so make sure you catch all of those before the weekend. And that's us for this week's podcast. Hope you enjoy around the golf ball. Uh, Thanks very much, yeah. Looking forward to it. More importantly, I hope you enjoy a few winners on Saturday. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so thanks for joining me and uh, best of luck with your tips. Cheers. <laughs>